Hello, welcome to GAT Insight Podcast. Today we have a special guest, State Representative Sam Park. Sam first ran for office in 2016 and unseated a three-term Republican chairwoman with a grassroots campaign to become the first Asian-American Democrat elected to the Georgia State Legislature. Sam has uh, recently been appointed as Deputy Whip in the Georgia House Democrat Caucus and as a Vice Chair for the Gwinnett State House Delegation. And he is one of the members of the AAPI Legislative Caucus in Georgia State Assembly. And today, we will be speaking with Sam to get his thoughts and his vision for the coming year as a legislator. Welcome back. And uh, today, we have Sam Park. And Sam is uh, recently appointed the House Minority Whip at the Georgia State House of Representatives. Welcome to GAT Insight, Sam. Thank you, Lee. It's an honor to be on and, and happy to talk about uh, a few issues today. Yes. Uh, congratulations on your uh, appointment or elect, uh, I, I would say appointment as the, as the House Minority Whip. It's a historical uh, appointment. And can you share with us, um, our audience, especially our AAPI audience, what is the House Minority Whip do, and what are your key responsibilities? Sure. So uh, just uh, to clarify, um, it is a position that's elected, okay. but only elected by um, members uh, or other legislators. Mm -hmm. um, so every single, uh, every two years after all of the elected officials are elected by the voters during the election, um, we have our internal caucus elections in which we elect our leadership. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I had the honor and privilege of earning the support and trust of the de my Democratic colleagues um, to serve as the Democratic minority whip uh, in which I would be uh, the number two person in leadership. Um, I'm, I'm honored and, and I believe I may be one of the first Asian Americans elected uh, to lead, um, you know, a, a chamber um, in either the House or the Senate or on either um, political side of the aisle. My job as the minority whip is to make sure that there is caucus unity, um, to make sure that we are behind certain legislative initiatives um, on the House floor, um, along with trying to stop legislation uh, that I think may be harmful to Georgians and the communities that we represent. Hmm. How many members um, does the minority whip consist of? So we have uh, 77 Democratic members. Um, and so it is a big job, um, you know, trying to lead, um, you know, 77 uh, Democratic legislators um, who are brilliant and have um, so much experience. Uh, to bear, and we're entrusted by the voters in their districts uh, to serve their best interests. 
Uh, but certainly at the state level, we have to be mindful that our actions as legislators impact everyone in the state of Georgia, um, all 11 million Georgians. And, and so uh, we have to be intentional and strategic in finding the common ground um, within our own caucus um, to best serve um, the needs of, of Georgians and to create an environment uh, so that folks have an opportunity to thrive and pursue their American dream. Yeah, the, the legislator have met for two weeks already. Can you share with the audience your, um, your view and your perception on this year's uh, legislative uh, group that are convening at the state capitol? Can you give us some insights to yeah. Yeah, the folks there? So this is the first um, session after redistricting. Um, you know, every 10 years, they're going back to the very founding of this country. Um, the, there's a census conducted to count the population, and then the lines are redrawn. Mm -hmm. That results in significant changes in, in state government. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of new members. I think um, a third of the Georgia House um, are new. Of, of On the Democratic side, uh, we have about 25 new members out of 77. On top of that, we have a new speaker, uh, Speaker John Burns, who was recently elected, um, along with a new uh, lieutenant governor, Burt Jones, um, who was elected um, during the general election in 2022. Um, in terms of some of the issues, you know, I think we're all waiting and seeing um, what some of Republicans' primary legislative proposals will be. In the state of Georgia, Republicans control all of state government, from the governor's mansion to the state senate uh, to the state house. And so my job as a member of the minority party, as a Democrat, is to help ensure that we are working together as collaboratively as we can, finding common ground with my Republican colleagues uh, to hopefully move the state in a positive direction. That's a huge undertaking. <laughs> um, um, can you share with our audience um, your uh, reaction when you hear Governor's canned uh, budget proposal for this year? I believe he has some big, big plans to refund uh, some tax dollars back to the citizens and also uh, to provide a $2,000 raise across the board for um, all the state teachers. Mm -hmm. So there's certainly some positive aspects of the governor's budget proposal um, that I'm still in the process of reviewing. Um, certainly, I'm very supportive of increasing teacher pay raise by $2,000. Um, however, part of that is will be negated and is necessary uh, to blunt the impact or to mitigate harm from inflation. Mm -hmm. But uh, during the budget hearings this past week, a few days ago, we heard that uh, state employees uh, will likely have to pay more for their health insurance ensure that the state health benefit plan is insolvent. 
Um, and so, you know, I think it's very important for us to take care of our teachers, of our of police officers, of firefighters, of of our state employees, um, and to make sure that they are appreciated for the for the incredibly important work that they are doing uh, by investing in them and ensuring that they have the ability to take care of their families. That's great. Um, I believe you will do the right thing. And um, and um, I'm, I, I briefly reviewed the proposal that uh, when Governor Cam announced it uh, at the aches and issues, and some of the ideas are quite good from there. Um, mm -hmm. Can you share with our audience um, what are the key legislation objectives that you and the AAPI caucus are striving for, particularly for the Asian American Pacific Islander community? So I think um, Michelle Au, who is currently the new chair of the AAPI caucus, who I support um, wholeheartedly, and I'm very thankful of her service and her leadership. Uh, she mentioned a few priorities that are bipartisan uh, in nature, which would be to increase uh, political participation, civic participation, and engagement of the Asian American community in the state of Georgia as one of the fastest growing uh, communities in the state to ensure that we have a seat at the table. You know, our democracy is of and by and for the people. And that requires its citizens as Asian Americans uh, to actively engage and participate to ensure that we have the freedom to determine our own future on all of the issues that impact our lives, from healthcare to education to public safety to economic development. Um, so first and foremost, it's to continue to engage and encourage Asian Americans to actively vote. Um, second, um, uh, expanding access to educational opportunities. Um, currently in the state of Georgia, um, uh, DACA recipients or students who may be undocumented or who may have come here um, and were born and raised in Georgia, but whose parents did not have documentation, um, are not eligible for in-state tuition. Uh, you know, Georgia right now has a workforce shortage of about 400,000 people. Lots of jobs, but not enough people to fill them. And so this proposal would help ensure that folks in Georgia uh, who are born and raised here have an opportunity to access higher education both college, uh, four-year colleges and universities, along with uh, two-year uh, technical colleges. Not only will that provide greater economic and educational opportunities um, for Georgians, including Asian Americans, um, it will also help the state continue to grow and thrive and fill all of these new jobs that are coming down the pipeline. That's great. Um can you comment a little bit on the small business um, opportunities? Um, because a huge, as you know, the API communities here, most of the um, business owners are small business mm -hmm. owners, and they would like to engage and work with the state government 
for some of the major projects that are coming into the state that was announced by the governor. Yeah. Are there any opportunities for AAPI small business to get involved? So, so thank you for, for bringing that uh, important subject up. So that's certainly one of the issues that I'm working on and following very, very closely. Um, you know, the state of Georgia has a $30 billion annual budget. Um, you know, we're the eighth largest state, um, and we're continuing to grow. Um, of, and so there's a lot of procurement. There's a lot of government contracts uh, to provide services that range from a variety of different services. Uh, we want to make sure that Asian American small businesses have more opportunity to competitively bid for those contracts. Um, the governor uh, recently mentioned a report that was conducted or concluded um, by the Department of Administrative Services that engages in the contracting and procurement process. Um, currently, there's great disparities and inequities in which minority-owned businesses are receiving, um, you know, I think one percent of of you know billions of dollars of, of state monies that are ultimately taxpayer dollars, which is another reason why Asian Americans should be engaged in um, the, our, our our community and, and and in government, because ultimately, as an elected official. My only constitutional duty is to pass a budget every single year. And as a fiscal steward um, of taxpayer resources, it's important to ensure that the taxes that Asian Americans and Asian American small businesses are paying are also going back into our communities to provide additional economic opportunities. Yeah, that's important because, uh, as you know, the API. Um, community um, are very excited about the last few cycle of election and they participate heavily in that and tilted some of the key uh, results of the election and also the fact that we uh, from as from the press side we witness um, a, a large percentage of young Asian American API uh, getting out to vote, which is a good thing. And what is your message to the young AAPI who are staying by the sideline and watching all this and, and are probably too nervous or probably too intimidated to get involved? What would be your advice to them to engage and to participate and perhaps run for office in the near future? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I always encourage, um, especially young people, but, you know, citizens, citizens generally, know that you have an incredible amount of power. As a citizen of this country, uh, you have the freedom by the power of the vote to help shape and determine our collective future. Um, you know, our democracy is alive and well. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I could be an elected official and certainly in the position that I'm currently in. But it's through the power of the vote, by organizing, by educating um, my, you know, 
neighbors and constituents about why it's important to vote and why it'd be better, why I would be the better alternative uh, given the issues that I care about and the issues that I want to see progress on uh, to get engaged. Because if you don't use your power, well, so first, know that you have power. Two, if you don't know, if you don't use your power, you're giving your power away because someone's going to vote and that person who's going to vote may not have the same interest as you do. That's great. And um, we will be watching and closely the development of the state legislative uh, votes this year and also see how you guys are performing at the uh, General Assembly. And um, thank you for taking the time. I know you're a super busy person. And thank you that for your time to speak with our audience. And we hope you are able to join us again when uh, you have more updates to, uh, to share with the community. Absolutely. I, I look forward to staying in touch and continuing to, to be of service to the community. Thank you, Sam, and have a good one. Thank you, Lee. Take care. Bye-bye.